This is Emmanuel God with us, the radio ministry of Emmanuel Lutheran Church in Twin Falls, Idaho. Good morning. <laughs> Welcome to Emmanuel. Thank you for joining us for worship today. God bless us as he blesses us with his gifts this morning. We begin in song. of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. 
If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves. And the truth is not in us. But if we confess our sins, God, who is faithful and just, will forgive our sins and cleanse us from unrighteousness. Let us then confess our sins to God our Father. Most merciful God, we confess that we are by nature sinful and unclean. We have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We justly deserve your present and eternal punishment. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Forgive us, renew us, and lead us so that we may delight in your will and walk in your ways to the glory of your holy name. Amen. We gather here because we have cause to celebrate, to celebrate the victory of Jesus Christ over sin and death in his sacrifice and his resurrection. And we gather here to hear these wonderful words of absolution. Having confessed our sinful nature and our sins, it is my honor to announce to you the grace of God. Your sins are forgiven in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Old Testament reading comes from the 23rd chapter of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesy to you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually, To those who despise the word of God, It shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, No disaster shall come upon you. For who among them has stood in the counsel of the Lord to see and to hear his word? Or who has paid attention to his word and listened? Behold the storm of the Lord. Wrath has gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to the people, and they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. Am I a God at hand? declares the Lord, and not a God afar off? Can a man hide himself in secret places so that I cannot see him? Do I not fill heaven and earth, declares the Lord? I have heard what the prophets have said, who prophesy lies in my name, saying, I have dreamed, I have dreamed. How long shall there be lies in the heart of the prophets who prophesy lies? 
and who prophesy the deceit of their own heart, who think to make my people forget my name by their dreams that they tell one another, even as their fathers forgot my name for Baal. Let the prophet who has a dream tell the dream, but let him who has my word speak my word faithfully. What has straw in common with wheat, declares the Lord. It is, is not my word like fire, declares the Lord, and like a hammer that breaks the rock in pieces. This is the word of the Lord. Our epistle lesson, which is also our sermon text today, comes from Paul's letter to the Romans in the 8th chapter. So then, brothers, we are debtors, not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. For if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ, Provided we suffer with him, in order that we may also be glorified with him. This is the word of the Lord. Our holy gospel comes from St. Matthew's 7th chapter. It's Jesus speaking on the same theme we heard Jeremiah. Jesus said, Behold, beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will recognize them by their fruits. Are grapes gathered from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? So every healthy tree bears good fruit, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. A healthy tree cannot bear bad fruit, nor can a diseased tree bear good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus, you will recognize them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. But the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Heavenly Father, May the words of my mouth and the meditation of our hearts be acceptable in your sight. For you are our strength. You are our redeemer. Amen. In our epistle this morning, St. Paul identifies us as debtors. And I know all of us at one time or another, to one extent or another, have been debtors. 
And when you are a debtor, it establishes a relationship between you and the one to whom you owe the debt. And that relationship kind of weighs on you. When that person seeks to communicate with you, you always take that phone call. When that person asks you to do something or expects you to do something, you try to do it because of the debt you already owe. But Paul makes a very quick point, very powerfully. But we are not debtors to the flesh. When Paul uses those phrases, the flesh... What he means is our sinful nature. That same sinful nature that we've already today confessed to having. We used to be debtors to the flesh. And that that status began at birth. Now I have wondered for two years now, even though I wasn't preaching all that much for the last two years, I've wondered how can you use COVID in a sermon? Well, I don't want to use it directly, but that's what led me to what I'm about to say. Adam and Eve were living comfortably, perfectly in the Garden of Eden when they contracted a virus. The virus is called sin. And they contracted it by simply doing the one thing God told them not to do. God gave the people in the Garden of Eden one commandment. Don't eat of that tree. And Satan convinced Adam and Eve, ah, he didn't mean that. You'll be better if you do. Go ahead, eat of that tree. And they did. And they contracted the virus of sin. And then, after they were forcibly removed from the garden, they eventually had children. And their children were born with the sin virus. By virtue of being human... They had the human condition, and the human condition includes the sin virus. And those children, when they got older, they had children. And those children also had the virus. All children ever born, except one, was born positive with the virus of sin. Now that is a real pandemic. The word means a condition that affects everyone, everywhere, at all times. Now, anyone who has the virus of sin is prone to sinfulness. We just are. And unless something changes in us, and that change won't come from us, but unless something changes in us, we are going to commit sin and probably not even notice that we have. Remember we said, I think I said it each of the last two weeks, we sin because we are sinners. That's a condition that attaches to us by virtue of being human. We were born sinners. We continue in sin. Some of us are really good at it. The human nature, our sinful nature, leads us to lives of sinfulness and, I think, leads us to lives of unawareness. We don't see the sin that is in us unless we are prompted to see it. We don't want to see it. We are naturally exactly what Paul talked about. By nature, we are debtors of the flesh. But thank God for this virus 
There is treatment. There is a cure. The cure's name is Jesus. And the cure comes through the work of the Holy Spirit. The vaccine of forgiveness is in God's Word. The vaccine of forgiveness is in holy baptism. The vaccine of forgiveness is in the sacrament of the Lord's Supper. But, Paul writes to the Roman Christians and to the American Christians today, that even when we have come to faith, we are still under attack by that virus, under attack by Satan. Our sinful nature leads us to become casual about sin. Leads us to live as if we are debtors to the flesh, even when we celebrate salvation in Jesus Christ. Luther understood this perfectly. Luther wrote often, and in the parlance of his day for scholars of his level, he often wrote in Latin, Simil justus et peccator. At the same time, saints and sinners. We are not free from original sin, even when we have been forgiven of our sins. Because that nature in us wants to lead us again. Satan wants to lead us again into acts that are contrary to the will of God. We can celebrate, and we should, the eventual victory in the war against sin. There is a war between God and Satan, and God won. He's already won. We know that. We look forward to being able to participate in the victory parade in heaven. But until then, we still have battles to fight against Satan. We are debtors to the flesh. And Satan will use that status in any way he can to affect our words, our thoughts, our actions. We have to battle our own sinful nature every day. That's what Paul is talking about to those Roman Christians that he's writing to, even though he's never met them. And that's what he means when he's talking to us today. Paul asks us to recognize the presence of sin in us, as well as the presence of sin around us. And to fight against that with the gifts that the Spirit gives. We are not left weaponless. We are not left undefended. The gifts that the Spirit gives come to us in baptism, the sacrament, and His Word. Our Father loves us. We call him Abba, Father. Paul asks us to look at God that way. Look at God as his children. Abba is an Aramaic word. It's kind of like daddy. It's a term of endearment. A way to speak to your father that shows, I love you, Father. Even when it's necessary for you to correct me. Even when it's necessary for you to punish me. You are my Abba. You are my Father. Our Father, our Abba, has rules for us. He has expectations of us. And we often fail. 
But he also has help for us as we fight against our sinful nature and against our sinful world. Here today, and every time we gather, God is issuing to us, his children, the gifts we need to fight that battle. The gifts of his word. The gifts of our status as children in baptism. The miraculous gift of Christ's presence in the Lord's Supper so that we remember who he was, remember what he did, and so that we are assured that those sweet words of forgiveness are true words. They're meant for us. They're meant for that sin that that we hide from everybody except from God. Forgiveness, remembrance of Jesus' victory, and the hope of heaven. Those are all gifts we have and gifts we can use in fighting against our sinful nature. We are debtors, Paul says. And his point is that God asks us to live as debtors to him. Recognizing the enormity of the debt of sin that was ours, but that Jesus took upon himself on the cross. And recognizing that God accepted his victory when he raised him from the grave. We now can live, as Paul invites us to, as heirs. As not just children of God, but as heirs of God's greatest gift. The gift of eternity with him in heaven. We can live this life as heirs of eternal life. That eternal life that Jesus has won for us. But that also gives us power to fight the attacks of our sinful nature and of Satan that are part of everyday life for each and every one of us. Verses 15 to 17 of our epistle lesson today. For you did not receive the spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received the spirit of adoption as sons, by whom we cry, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs. Heirs of God and fellow heirs with Christ. Provided we suffer with him in order that we may also be glorified with him. We are debtors. Once debtors to our flesh. Now debtors to the almighty God who loved us and who saved us. And who will help us live until he brings us home to live eternally. Amen. We confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth and of all things visible and invisible, and in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, by whom all things were made, who for us men and for our salvation 
came down from heaven and was incarnate by the Holy Spirit of the Virgin Mary and was made man and was crucified also for us under Pontius Pilate. He suffered and was buried. And the third day he rose again according to the scriptures and ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of the Father and he will come again with glory to judge both the living and the dead whose kingdom will have no end. And I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord and giver of life, who proceeds from the Father and the Son, who with the Father and the Son together is worshipped and glorified, who spoke by the prophets. And I believe in one holy Christian and apostolic church. I acknowledge one baptism for the remission of sins, and I look for the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Amen. And now, Lord, we come before your throne with the words that Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And now may the Lord bless us and keep us. May the Lord make his face shine on us and be gracious to us. May the Lord look upon us with his favor. And may he give us his peace. Try me, consume all my darkness, shine on.
Glory. 